three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live on a Friday. Streaming live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! It's Friday, ladies and gentlemen. We are wrapping up our week two prep. Cowboys, Jets, final thoughts. I got three matchups. Three key matchups to watch in this game. We'll talk about it. Also, mailbag. We dropped a mailbag question yesterday or mailbag uh, post yesterday. So we got about four questions we'll get to in that as well. But before all of that, we got to hit the roundup. We got some more injury news. Our second uh, injury report of the week sheds a little bit more light on what's going on with some of these guys and another name pops up don't like that but but everything should be good uh coming out of that according to himself right he he came out and he hasn't zach martin so we'll get into all of that in the roundup and coming out of the roundup that'll lead us into the matchups uh but we got got a jam-packed show today uh not sure if we'll be able to get to the phone lines but you can try to call in 351-999-3787 uh, they are locked right now. I will let you guys know when they're unlocked because I'm not sure if we'll have enough time for the phones or not. Got some some things I have to do, meetings to be in and all this other stuff. But I want to I want to hear from y'all. It's Friday. I like to hear from y'all on Friday. So I'll try to get through the uh, A and B block of the show as smooth as we can without compromising. All right. What's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How y'all doing this morning? How how, how did y'all like that game last night, huh? Thursday night football, Philadelphia Eagles versus the Minnesota Vikings. Eagles, in my opinion, squeak away with the 34-28 victory. Look, I, this ain't talking Eagles. But I ain't impressed, man. I, 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 I'm just not impressed with this team. I know we got to deal with we got to deal with. They're 2-0. Cowboys now have to go handle business, take care of business with the New York football Jets to, to keep up with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and there will be some challenges in doing that because of injuries or whatever. They suffered injuries too and came away with the victory. So I'm not hearing any of it, really. Uh, I'm just not impressed with this team just yet. And it's early. I get it. And I think it was Mike McCarthy who came out today on the radio and said September football is not clean football, uh, especially when you when you look at how preseason is played. But I, I, I think – Maybe the national media might have downplayed losing their two coordinators. I know a specific one for sure did. You know, you talk about us losing Kellen. I I look at these these coordinators, man, and they're young, first-time coordinators, and I'm just seeing how they're calling things, how they're doing things, and then the guy that's supposed to be, you know, the god of quarterbacking in regards to Jalen Hurts, who I like Jalen as – I like Jalen. I don't even feel right coming at him, but I, I don't think he is what everybody made him out to be. So, you know, and that's just being real. I, I think and you saw it in the game. You saw how they said, all right, look, we, we, we can't do nothing through the air right now. So we're just going to run the ball 40 times. And it worked, right? Like that's the plan that they'll probably have to lean on for majority of the season because 
this isn't a quarterback who is going to just dice you up back there, in my opinion, going through a bunch of reads. It's a quarterback that if his first read is there in regards to Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown, he'll get it to his playmakers, and he does a good job at it. But if you can kind of corral that and make him have to go through his reads, if he hasn't, if he's not throwing a screen to got, Dallas Goddard, I think he comes back down to a normal level. And the Vikings, I thought, did that majority of the night until you had broken coverages. I, I don't know what this dude, Harrison Smith, I think he's cooked. I think he's fried. And and you saw some of the the, the Vikings defense from 2022 pop back up. But when they were playing sound enough, they made things difficult. And that's back-to-back weeks. Brian Flores, fantastic coordinator. Uh, Bill Belichick, we know Bill Belichick. Got Dan Quinn over here. So that little Mickey Mouse offense, the only way to me that is is going to work consistently is if they do what they did yesterday. And shouts out to to Swift. Had 150-something yards or whatever, 170 yards. That's something crazy on the ground. He went off. Shouts out to him. It's going to be about that run game. I do think if they have to go out there and just throw the ball all over the yard, I don't believe Jalen Hurts is, can can do that just quite yet. I still think he's progressing as a quarterback. And, that, and look, year what, three as a starter? So maybe that's that's normal. But I ain't impressed yet. That's all I'm saying. Maybe by week five, week six, week seven, we come back and we say, hey, man, Philly's rolling now. Not at this point. So I just had to get that out there, man. I just had to get it out there. This guy called it the house of the mouth. It's a Mickey Mouse offense, man. I was texting Vach and texting uh, Foots last night about this. Nah, we all just came away like, nah. Gilmore, Diggs, Dan Quinn and them boys. You be- you better be able to run the ball 40 times, right? But but there was they will see a different defensive line than they saw before. And again, that's week nine, but it's really hard sometimes to not watch your opponent on primetime and then come back and have thoughts about what that matchup could look like. So I figured let me get that out the way right now, Cowboys Nation. I feel I feel good about I feel good about my my squad. Maybe that's what it is. And I feel like we should be able to say it with our chest this year because we've done some things differently. But enough of them. We got the Jets coming up on Sunday. Can't look forward to week nine. Got to focus on week two. Let's get into the roundup and talk about it. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. And not about the Philadelphia Eagles. About the Cowboys. So, the, the big news coming out of the injury report yesterday. Zach Martin popped up on there with an in, with a groin situation. He was limited after not having anything going on Wednesday. So, here's the, here's the good thing about the Dallas media or what have you. The Cowboys are so big that they get these players to come on their radio stations or whatnot. You know, every week. And Zach Martin is a guy that comes on G-Bag Nation every week now, 105 through the fan. And he said, quote, I'm doing good. I was just a little tight. So they took care of me today. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Zach, for reassuring from your words, from your mouth. I'm sorry. The words came from your mouth that you are good to go. You felt a little tightness, so they said, hey, 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 oh, oh man, we're going to keep you chilling today. You know? 
Now, we'll see what happens today. I'd imagine he's going to be limited again just to make sure he's good to go. But if there's one guy, if there's one guy that unless his leg falls off, I don't think that I think will be out there is Zach Martin. Is Zach Martin. But I felt like we needed to bring that up because he did pop up on the injury report. Someone who's not on the injury report. Jordan Lewis. We had a lot of questions yesterday I saw when I went back and watched the show about Jordan Lewis uh, when we had Pat on. So, J. Lou is not on the injury report, but here is an update on him potentially playing on Sunday. Coach said that he's progressing towards playing, and they wanted to just give him another week, a full week of practice, because that last week was his first full week of practice, so they just wanted to get him another week. Uh, they asked J. Lou, what is the percentage that he expects to play? And J. Lou said, I think it's 100%. 100% on me playing. But it's not my call. So obviously not being on injury report, he's ready to go. It's going to be up to if are the coaches ready to get him back out there for week two. This is interesting because this matchup, I don't necessarily know that you're looking at needing him. And, and look, you need all the depth you can have. However, the Jets, Zach Wilson, their past game is not that crazy to me. Um, so whatever they decide to do. Great. You can look at it both ways, right? You can say, hey, let's give J. Lou another week, right? Or you could say, you know what? Let's get J. Lou in on this game because this could be a good game to kind of get going. We don't think that if he makes some type of, you know, get back out there type of mistake just getting together, it'll cost the Cowboys much because Zach Wilson's a quarterback and they don't have a bunch of weapons. If you were going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, maybe that's a different situation. But the Jets could be a good time and get him out there just to get his legs up under. Donovan Wilson was upgraded to limited, and he's getting worked back into game plan things, according to Mike McCarthy. So I think we're trending to see Dono play this week, and this would be a great week, actually, to get him back for the opposite reason, really, of Jordan Lewis, because they're going to run the ball, I think, a whole lot. They're going to play some heavy packages, and Donovan Wilson, uh, we know, can do some good things at the line of scrimmage. So Donovan Wilson seems to be trending towards playing. He, he got out there in a limited fashion. We'll see what happens uh, with the injury report today. There is no practice. Um, I think they practice tomorrow, but they'll still probably, you know, drop their designations. I believe they have to do it on, on Fridays. Tyler Smith. Here's the thing about Donovan Wilson, Tyler Smith, and Brandon Cooks. Coach McCarthy started his press conference saying, hey, look, all three of these guys have improved. So that's that's the positive. How much improvement in regards to Tyler still feels like he's not going to play. Uh, yesterday, I, I kind of caught what he said. We talked about it in a roundup where he had mentioned, they asked him about Chuma's game, and he said, hey, man, we, we love what Chuma did. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see him get a full week of practice, and I know he has another challenge ahead. So to me, that sounds like Chuma's playing. That sounds like Chumi Doga is going to be playing and Tyler Smith will not be. So I don't expect to see Tyler out there, but he got the DMP uh, designation again. And maybe this, this hammy is a little bit linger, more lingering than we thought it'd be. Nonetheless, man, it's a marathon. Tyler Smith talked about it. He said, man, look, I want to get out there. I want to go. But I have to understand that this is, this is a 17 regular season game season, hopefully a 2021. So those are kind of the... The, the other injuries, the big one that we got more detail on was Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks comes out yesterday 
that he has a grade one MCL sprain. So anytime we kind of get details on some of these injuries, if I remember, I'll reach out to Dr. Boothby. If y'all don't know who Dr. Boothby is, you, you, you got to tune into the to the show. You got to tune into the channel. He is our resident doctor that we have on the show about once a month. And I said, hey, doc, grade one sprain MCL. Just give me your general thoughts on this. Remove who it is, the, you know, all that stuff. Just, just a regular person gets a grade one sprain MCL. What does this mean? He said, quote, with a grade one strain, it can be anywhere between two to four weeks. It really depends on the patient. There are grade ones and then there are grade ones. You know what I mean? Sometimes they can be surprisingly quick with bracing, but others tend to linger. A little hard to tell without evaluating him personally. Good news is he'll be back sooner than later. So that's just a general thought on it, not necessarily who this is. Per multiple people with knowledge of the injury, this comes from David Moore, beat reporter for the Cowboys. He says his ability to play is in question this week, but can't be ruled out. Here's the important part. This is not a multi-week injury. Once again, this is not considered a multi-week injury. So with that in mind... What do you want to do here with, with Brandon? Hmm? It's not a multi-week injury. We've seen, according to David Moore, guys play with this. He brought up Felix Jones before. It's a good defense. You want to get all, have all your guys to play, right? And Brandon Cooks, to me, is a very important part of what you want to do collectively, holistically, right, throughout the season. But Cowboys Nation... Think I'm okay with resting here. Obviously, if 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 Brandon Cooks comes out today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, and says, uh, "Hey, I'm good. You know, I just need I just needed a week to just kind of shrug this off. I'm ready. I can go out there. Fine." If Brandon Cooks says, "I can go play," but I think taking this game off, I'll be better moving forward. I'd like to rest. It's week two, man. I talk about this a lot. We are in a marathon. A marathon here. The goal, and everyone's talking about it, and I love it. You know what? I love that the thought is, hey, we're trying to get to February because Tyler Smith said it. So we're trying to get to February. You know? The goal is to get there. And sometimes you're going to deal with these nicks and bruises. It happens. Hell, the team last night dealt with a whole bunch of them and came away to victory. So with the thought of Brandon Cook's potentially being out here's what your week two wide receiver group could look like let's kind of talk about it a little bit here the key to me the key to me is tobert and turpin well scott what about gallup gallup is going to continue to be the x the x wide receiver that, that, that nothing changes in my opinion on on gallup's responsibility only thing that may change is he'll see more targets, right? So he'll have to take advantage of those targets. But he's going to remain that X wide receiver. So I, I don't think he's going to be the guy that's going to essentially fill in for what Brandon Cooks does for you. It, it'll be a, it'll be Tobert and Turpin to me. Now Tobert showed some growth in offseason, right? And you want to see is he if he's able to carry that over, 
right? We, he looked good, man. I, he looked fluid. He looked confident. You saw some of that uh, that four four ish speed, good hands. There's there's a part of me just kind of excited to see Tobert. Maybe maybe you know talking about Brandon Cooks not playing. Maybe it's because I want to see Tobert out there a little bit. But will he be primarily Z? I think so. I think so. I think, and we'll get to it in a second. I think CeeDee Lamb will, will continue to man the slot. But here's why Turpin is interesting. Because because Turpin is a part of his offense. We, we've seen this, right? Clearly. Kevontae Turpin had, whether you want to call it packages, play whatever you want to call it, he was featured in this offense uh, last week. And I don't know that necessarily that will change. He had five touches last week and really should have been six, but he dropped a screen pass. Throughout the week, I had talked about this Jets defense, and I said, look, they, they run a ton of zone. Um, to me, in my opinion, you kind of want to stretch that zone from time to time to create these windows, bigger windows underneath, or if if that safety happens to be threatened elsewhere, maybe you get a deep shot. Well, Turpin has that speed to do it. When we were talking about stretching that zone defense, Brandon Cooks was the guy, right? That, that was the guy you thought about. We do send Gallup a lot on, on, on nine routes and whatnot, but I'm just talking about from the pure speed standpoint. Tober can do some deep things as well. But Kevontae Turpin gives you that 4-2-ish speed that can really make these guys say, okay, it might not completed this deep pass, but I got to think about it now in case my guy runs deep down the field. So I do think you're I do think you still have a speed element to your receiver room in Turpin and Tolbert. And a part of me kind of wants to see it. Now, now look, I, I get this Jets defense is good anyway. I totally get that. C.D. Lamb, I think, was going to be C.D. Lamb. It didn't really matter. He's going to be the guy. I actually like the matchup with C.D. Lamb and Michael Carter II in the slot. If he does a bunch of slot things, and I think he will. But collectively, regardless, man, this was going to be a tough team to throw on in general. This is a, this is a passing defense that is uh, that didn't give up a single 300-yard game last year. Not one. In 2022, that's pretty impressive. They, they were third in the league in pass yards a game at 189. They were second in passer rating at 80.5. They gave up the least amount of touchdowns at 15. So if Dak is able to go off on this unit, that'll be something. So when, I'm, when we're talking about the potential of this wide receiver group going into week two, it's it's not that I'm looking for them to boom. I'm just looking for them to keep this offense on track because in the passing game, I, I just don't think this is going to be some game where we're going to go out here and throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. This is going to be a game where you just need to catch the rock, right? Move the chains, stay on task, and then take advantage of that opportunity if it's there. Not a whole lot of them are really there deep. But underneath, there will be. You know, they like I said, they they play a lot of that that zone defense, and they get those safeties back there, and they'll give you opportunities underneath. Even when they blitz, right? They'll blitz a slot cornerback. They don't do a whole lot of blitzing, but they'll blitz a slot cornerback, and that'll kind of give you an opportunity underneath. But they're not going to give you much, you know, back there. So I don't foresee this being some 350 yard day. If it is, that would be telling moving forward. However, that doesn't mean it can't be an efficient day. That doesn't mean it can't be a 210-yard a, a day, two touchdowns, you complete 68% of your passes, and, and you don't throw interceptions. It can be that. And that would be a damn good day against a damn good secondary. But 
I think in order to get those shots, in order to create those windows, it's going to start up front. It's going to start with the run game. And that leads me in to my first matchup. And and it's about the run game. While they were excellent in defending the pass last year, very mediocre against the run. Very mediocre. They had 10 games where they allowed 100 to 150 running yards or rush yards last year. In three of those games, it was over 150 rush yards. And and that's why I think a guy like Tony Pollard against C.J. Mosley is a a key matchup. It's a key matchup. C.J. Mosley, he ain't lose nothing, man. C.J. Mosley is a good linebacker. Uh, he, he's kind of that, he's the, in here, don't, don't think I'm crazy, not saying he is LVE, but he is the LVE of that defense, meaning he's the quarterback, he's getting things situated, he's kind of the glue guy in the middle of that defense, he's just way better, in my opinion. But there's opportunities, man, there's opportunities to, to get something going once you get to that second level because of the way that they play. They play with so much you know, with, right? So earlier in the week, we talked about that with Okoye. If you missed it, uh, I got a clip for you to play, but you want to go back and see that before we got clipped, by the way. Before the Cowboys got clipped, me and Okoye were talking about the Jets defense, and one of the things we both came away with when watching the film is that there's going to be one-on-one opportunities with these running backs and these linebackers. Here's Okoye talking about that. They trust their players to make plays. But because of that, like they'll put you in a position where it's just you and him. If Quinn Williams misses his play, because of the amount of space that they have or that they give you, there's gaps everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So they have to be on point and they have to like they have to be able to to make sure they tackle in space. And any miss, just one miss, and it's a big play every time with these guys. But they are solid open field tacklers, but they keep giving out. You'll see on the film, like they're gonna keep yeah. giving you opportunities for uh, one-on-ones, you know, all day. All day. I, I agree. You, they will have opportunities, and and we'll get to the other side of the ball, speaking of their running backs, but let's not forget, a guy like Tony Pollard can make you miss. If we decide to get Deuce Vaughn incorporated a little bit more in this game, he can make you miss. So I know it says Tony Pollard versus C.J. Mosley, and that's because Tony Pollard's going to get majority of the snaps, and then obviously you're going to get some dump-offs to him as well. Uh, but this this can go this can trickle down to Tony Pollard, Rico, and and Deuce against C.J. Mosley and their running backs, Williams and these guys. One hundred percent. But in order to get to that second level, second matchup to watch: Quentin Williams versus Chumay Doga. Now look, I talked about this Jets defensive line having waves, and they do specifically on on the edge they got a ton of their their depth up front to me is much better than the Giants depth like the Giants had really solid starters as solid starters but the depth to me was 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 whack for being honest the Jets have a lot of good guys to throw at you on the edge and on the interior it starts with Quinnen and you could say well Quinnen versus Zach, I, I, I'm having no worries there, right? You can say Quinnen versus Tyler, sure. But I think they're going to play matchup up front. And this is why I think so, because they play with so much width. We talked about the wide nine alignment that they like to do. Well, what that does is it can isolate your defense alignment 
with your on your interior offensive line. And the only isolation that you can say is a absolute ridiculous mismatch here is Quinnen versus Chuma. Now, the difference between Quinnen, I think, and Dexter, Dexter is going to beat you with a ton of power, just a whole bunch of power, and he can throw in some technique in regards to like swim moves and things like that. But Quinnen is, is a very good mix of both. Very, very good mix of both. I think he's fantastic at shedding. I think he can make plays, you know, in the backfield while still being blocked because he has that length. I think he's more agile than, than a Dexter Lawrence. I think it'll be a challenge to deal with him because they're going to isolate him against Edoga. Now, here's why I have a little bit of confidence, though. If you look at last week, you can tell there were times where McCarthy and Dak understood, hey, let me help out my guy, right? We're not going to go the Jason Garrett route and say, hey, Chaz Green, go do your thing over there by yourself, even though you're getting whooped, right? Let me help out my guy. So you saw Tony Pollard kind of stepping up and either chipping or just getting in the way prior to releasing out the backfield. Let me get a duo block down here on Dexter Lawrence. Let me pull Chumi Doga, get him out in space a little bit because he got some decent feet. Get him out in space away from Dexter Lawrence. When you go into these games against a guy like a Quentin Williams, he is going to be a part of your game plan. So I don't think they're going to be turning a blind eye. This is going to be Jason Garrett where it's, hey, we're going to do what we do. Be damned what you got going on over there. I don't see that happening. But at the end of the day, there will be times where there will be one-on-ones with Quentin and Chuma, and Chuma just has to not die. I'm not expecting Chuma Doga to go out here and be Tyler or Zach or anything like that. I just need him to not die. If he can not do if he can do that, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. If there's plays where he does and, and that results in, you know, sack fumbles or, you know, hands getting hit and, and, and which creates underthrows or picks, then then that's not good, right? But I completely understand the matchup here is critical. Even though obviously this is a massive mismatch, that doesn't mean that we have to go out there or Truman has to go out there and and, and give up pressures every time or give up uh, running lanes every time. If he goes out there and he competes, I think we'll be fine. And he competed last week. He competed. And that's all you can ask for for a backup coming in to have to play for a starter like Tyler Smith. I'm not expecting you to be Tyler. When you look at it on the curve, like I said all week, uh, Chuma was was fine. If you're talking about this guy playing 16 games, that's a different story, but I'm not. We're talking about him playing a game or two. And in a game against Quinnen, you, can, you should be able to help game plan to help your guy. But in those moments, just like last week when we saw one-on-ones with Dexter and he kind of pushing him back into Dak's pocket, we, we can't have that consistently. If we don't get that consistently, we'll be fine. But in those moments where one-on-ones, I need Chuma to not die. That's all. Need me to not die. All right, we're getting through this pretty dang good. Before I get to my last one, I will unlock the lines. I saw a couple people trying to get in. 351-999-3787. Uh, is the call in line. We'll get to my last one here. We'll quickly go through the mailbag and I'll talk to you guys on the horn. My final matchup to watch here. The Cowboys linebackers and safeties versus Brees Hall and Dalvin Cooks. I can't stress this just how important this is. I can't stress it enough. Dallas has to wrap up. 
They just have to. This offense is going to go through Hall and Cooks early and often. And sidebar matchup, by the way, Hankins and Mozzie versus the interior. I think Hankins and Mozzie are going to do a fine job. Against, this offensive line is bad. Their scheme isn't – I don't think it's as trappy and pulley as the Giants, and I don't even think they're as good as in my opinion. But I have confidence that the interior will be able to make things difficult. Here's a problem, though. Hall can make you miss. Hall's a, he's kind of a, a compact back that can, can you know, take off on you. He can make you miss. So if you don't wrap up, if you don't tackle well, you're giving up big plays to Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. And they're going to run a lot of 12 and 13. So if you get a lot of 12 and 13 personnel out there, I mean, it's a heavy, heavy set, right? You're going to have the LVEs and you're going to have the Damone Clarks in there. So those guys got to wrap up. Good thing is Damone Clark was your best tackler last year in regards to missed tackle percentage. Didn't miss much, if any. Uh, LVE improved in that department last year, and they both were good in tackling, uh, wrapping up, and not allowing big plays uh, in regards to tackling. Here's this is why I have safeties, too, though. And the Cowboys get caught in a look where we got Wanye and Marquise Bell out there in a heavy you know, set. We're going to need them to hold their weight, right? And when it's time to pass and teams want to try to deceive us and we got Maybe Wanye out there. We got uh, Bell out there. Oh, even Donald. Get Donald. Whoever, right? We got a big, heavy safety package, and they want to try to run then. It's not going to work for you, I don't think. It's not going to work for you. But if we get into a situation where we have our safeties against a heavy package, uh, they're, they're got, they got to be ready for a downhill power-in-your-face game plan. That's something we haven't seen yet, obviously. It's only been one week, and... The game was over really in the first quarter. They couldn't really run the ball after that. So we can have two sidebars really, but I have the safeties here. So linebackers and safeties against Hall and Cooks. Main thing is tackling. And then the kind of side matchup here is Mozzie and Hankins on the interior. And Osa, let's, man, we could throw them all in there really. But Osa and those guys on the interior allowing these linebackers and safeties to kind of roam free. Okay. So those are my three matchups. Want to make sure, though, I do get in the mailbag for you guys. We got about four questions on that, and then we'll get to uh, the phone lines here and, and make sure we get some quality calls here, and, and we are not super, super lengthy uh, because, again, we're pressed on time a little bit. It's time! It's time! It's time. 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 time! It is time for Mail Time! Mail Time! You've got mail. Shouts out to YouTube. Somebody in the YouTube dropped about 15 questions. That's not how we do the mailbag, sir. One, two questions tops, man. One to two questions tops. But we got four questions here. Obviously, you guys can play along, chat. First one comes from Sean Alexander. He says, do you think we need a bigger back? Nope, my, my feelings have not changed on the running back situation in regards to that. Uh, I think we have a very good complimentary group. I've been saying it for quite some time. Uh, and, and if for whatever reason somebody gets hurt, maybe you 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 know you go out there and you look for one. But if you want just like a big back hand on the ball and just lean forward and get you a touchdown or, or, or a first down for one or two yards, 
Hunter Lipke goes about what 240, something like that. So there's your there's your big back to get you one or two yards. So I don't think we need that. I think the the running back room is complimentary. You got your electric guys in Tony Pollard and Deuce, and you got Rico Dowdle who runs angry. He's a very, very angry runner. So nope, I don't think we need a big back. Greg Starr over on YouTube also dropped a question, said statement and a question. I believe this is a great test for the offense. Do you think if our defense gives us a big lead? Question mark. Do you think if our defense gives us a big lead and we score some points? Do you? Oh, oh Greg Starr. I, I thought I read this right. Hold on a minute. Do I? I believe this is a great test for our offense. Do you think if our defense gives us a big lead and we score some points? Do I think McCarthy will open up the playbook just to test the offense or or rather show less? Hey, Greg Starr, punctuation matters, bro. It matters a whole lot here. So let me let me see. You're basically saying if the if the offense scores some points and defense gives us a big lead, do I think McCarthy will open up the playbook? The reason why I took this question, I saw him say McCarthy in playbook, and I heard McCarthy talk about the playbook yesterday. I didn't realize this was it was kind of a bit of a mess here, but we'll get through it. Mike McCarthy talked about the kind of this exact thing where he didn't get a chance to open up the playbook last week due to the 40-0 lead, due to it basically being over after the first quarter. And he said, Hey, I'm excited to go through an entire, you know, game where we can we can do things at a normal pace. So it was clear that they weren't out there running the game plan. They thought they would have to run. Right. So he kind of pivoted a little bit and he talked about it. There was a rain plan. We came in here with the game plan. Then we came in here with a rain plan. And I kind of threw some things off. Um, look, I would love for McCarthy to have to ask, answer this question every week. Right. Hey coach, here we are week six. <laughs> you, you haven't had a chance to run your whole playbook yet because You've been up 28 to nothing at halftime. I would love for that to happen. Um, but no, I think I think McCarthy understands this is a different cat we're dealing with here. This is a different team we're dealing with here. And they're a bit more focused. Plus, we're indoors. You're, there's not a rain element you're going to have to deal with. So there's really not going to be a reason to kind of pull back from what you do. Continue to do what you do. Do things with a purpose. That's why I love the rain plan. It was it was done with a purpose. Even if you're up 16-0, nothing, 22-0, 30-0, you can still run your offense and do these things with a purpose, put things on film, and build off of it. Tony Snow, 88, drop one. He said, if Cooks doesn't play, do you think Tolbert could break, could break out for this game? His speed is too real. Man, look, I, I, almost, I almost said this, and I had to kind of calm myself down a little bit. Y'all remember week three, 2020. There was no injuries or nothing like that, but uh, Seth Wilson had his kind of welcome to the show party. Road game in Seattle. Seth Wilson hadn't done nothing yet. He got drafted, was injured. First year, nothing. Second year, this third game, Seth Wilson had over 100 yards and two touchdowns. I kept wanting to tell myself, man, this could be Tobert Seth Wilson walk them to the league game right but i said well well this is not this is not the seahawks of 2020 you know what i'm saying this is this is a pass defense that, do, that does not allow you to do that so do i think this could be a breakout game for tober i mean 
what is considered a breakout game for Tobin. You know what's considered a breakout game for Tobin in the regular season? Three receptions, 38 yards. Get me two or three first downs. Technically. If Tober can get me three first down receptions in this game, I'll take it. Again, I'm not looking to come out here and put the ball in the air 35, 40 times. This is not the defense to be playing around like that with. So, I'm going to say, do I think it's a... No, I'm going to say no. Unless I, I... change the question or change what breakout means. And I'm not going to do that. Breakout is like, hey, 115 yards or two touchdowns. or I don't think that'll be the case here. But I do think Tobert, I do like his speed. I'm with you, Tony. I do like his his game speed. I like his confidence. I think Tobert can make some plays for you in this game. I do think that. But I do not think this is going to be some 120-yard performance come Sunday. And then Saul Cruz, he dropped one and said, I honestly think our offense did good, even with the injuries. Do you think, okay, even with the injuries, do you think that with development from the younger guys like TJ and Awesome, and with continued good play from Chuma, that's that there's even a chance we sign someone from free agency? Uh, Not yet. Not yet. I think, as you just said it here, the development of TJ and Awesome and then Chuma went in there and gave us a little bit more confidence that, hey, our offense is not going to die because Chuma's out there, right? Uh, I think they're going to lean on that. And they've had a week now. and bring you guys back. They've they've had a week to go out and sign a veteran, and if they were to sign a veteran, that contract is not guaranteed. So just based off how they're moving, I don't really see them signing anybody in free agency Um Unless another injury happens, and yes, things would change. I think they'll probably go out there and look somewhere. But I think TJ Bass awesome give us you know something to develop moving forward, and Chuma gives you the confidence that all right, boom, if somebody gets hurt, I can throw him in there and offense not die. So there you have it, man. That is today's key matchup in our mailbag segment for the morning. We got one, two, three, four, five. We got five callers. On the line, we're going to get to all you guys and hear what you got to say leading in to week two. Let's start off with Tater. What's good, Tater? Uh-oh. We'll come back to you, maybe. We'll see. Jack, Jack, what's up, man? Good morning. What up with you? I ain't nothing saying shit. Just a part of paper time to make the world change. I can dig it. What's going I on? I agree man? with you. <laughs> now that we got all the pleasantries out the way, with all due damn disrespect, I think this will be a breakout game for our boy. Um I think I think he will because after after Sauce, everything else gets it, 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 it's a little fuck. They have a good collective defense, but man on man
and we stop this, then there's then there's another voice. Nah, nah. We we I think we're going I think we're going to surprise the league this week. Um, I I, I I'm happy about the forty to nothing win, but we always beat the guys by twenty at least. Um, in the last couple of years, we've beaten them handedly. Um, this is just an impressive win, but I think um this week we will they'll they'll be talking about our offense instead of the 49ers offense. Because I got the 49ers losing uh, to, to L.A. and snap that. But uh, like I said in, in, in the opening, man, if, if that go out there and throw for 350 or something crazy on, on this defense, that will be extremely telling given they ain't give up a 300-yard game all last year. But um, th- th- this offense I do think can stay on task. They just got to avoid the mistakes and be who they are. 34 points. If the offense is scoring 34 points, dude, that that – if the offense scores thirty against this defense, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't do power rankings. I, I don't. I don't even like to do the whole national media thing. But if the, if we don't come out of this thing and people are like, "Yo, y'all better stop playing with Dallas after a 34 point game against this defense," then they're not doing it right out there, Jack. They're not doing it right. Hey, I mean, you know, the hate gonna be the hate, and and the Philadelphia defense was exposed last night. Philadelphia's offense was exposed last night. Yeah, they put up uh, points. That's because the run defense that they were going against wasn't really, 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 you know, us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think I think what what caused and, and a lot of the stuff that happened with Jalen last night was due to pressure. And um, us and pressure go together like snow and ice. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. It's, 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 going, it's going to be it's going to be tough, and I got I got us winning the division because I don't got Philly doing what they did last year, um because they're not looking one they're not looking I know it's week two, but if you just look at look at how their offense is being run, and if you look at how Jalen is moving, he's not the same Jalen as last year. I don't know if it's something mental. Um, All right, look, man, no of- no no team has won back to back division titles in this conf- in this division. In 20 years, like I, until that's beaten, there's I'm never picking a back-to-back division winner. Like until that's beaten, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't think they're going to win divisions because that that's what happens. Plus the Cowboys are in this division. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So no. But hey, Jack, Jack, I'm gonna keep it moving, yeah. man. Appreciate the call, big dog. Hi, big dog. Let's get Tater in here. I think we good now, Tater. It's your boy, Tater, a.k.a. Maddie Ice, a.k.a. D-Town, Matt. How you doing, Scott? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you feeling this week for this it, game? It's been too long. It's it has. Long. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I'll be honest, though. I really see this looking like a 14-9, a you know, 13-7 type Ugh. of game. And, uh, That's ugly, I, ugly. I really don't think. Yeah, I'll be honest. I really am concerned with. What we got looking on the interior offensive line, man. Yeah. If we're running out there and we got no, we got we got no right guard, right? We're gonna put somebody else huh? on random whoa, spread whoa, out whoa, there. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you talking about? Who who we running out of right guard this week? Zach Martin. Maybe. Oh no, Zach Martin playing. Maybe. Oh no, no, Zach Martin playing, sir. Scare me like All that, I'm man. Saying is he didn't Scared practice today. He didn't practice. He did practice. He didn't practice. Yes, he did practice. It's, it's a DNP. Did no, it, it did not. No, no, sir. It said limited. Oh, that's then that's my fault. Oh, boy, that's getting shit out. Me there. 
<laughs> I'm about to say because I mean, let me I just read earlier, and I thought it said DMT. No, 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 no. Let me let me help you out here. Let me make you feel a little better. Zach Martin came on 105. So let me make even even a 50. You you make me feel better than Tater. Anybody we 